podcast uh, where we continuously watch movies so you don't have to. I am DeGeest in, in Beauty and DeGeest. Uh, beauty is over yonder in the mountains. I am in the mountains, yes. Almost desert-like mountains. Maybe there's snow. I can't tell. The, the screen is too small on my side. I just get a little tiny. <laughs> sure. Little, little yeah, tiny caption. Like, well, it does look like it looks like desert near you and mountainous terrain further back. So yeah, a bit of each. Who knows? We are here for the hundred and tenth movie to present to you that we've watched, so you don't have to. Hopefully, you've seen some of them already. Hopefully, you've been here for all hundred and ten movies, so you don't have to find out how bad some of them are. On your own, but this one I don't think anybody has watched. But we will get into that in a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, before we start, uh, how's life been? Anything fun, exciting? Uh, no, I mean, uh, I guess, well, I guess nothing terribly exciting. Um, I've been working just on getting some stuff uh, painted up here. I was looking for this. Oh, yeah. This one, this one might be a, a little bit recognizable. This this model that I painted up a couple nights ago. Let's see if it's close enough that you can actually see. <laughs> it's staying blurry. It looks Hulk like. Uh, it's very Hulk like, but it is a it is uh, it is a random Savage Dragon mini the old image oh, nice. comic book character savage okay yeah the mohawk was the one thing that didn't look hulk like but i wasn't sure what it was yeah i mean it's yeah savage dragon just had a had a, his fin there but i just call it my savage dragon model because uh yeah it's about as close as you're gonna get to savage dragon without it being savage dragon the old image <laughs> comics books character sure for sure um <laughs> No, I, I mean, this isn't too, again, not too interesting or exciting, but I got to teach, uh, I guess, I, I got to be part of a meeting to teach our software vendor uh, what we need their computer system to do better than, or what we need, uh, what they need to build into their software system for us to use them exclusively. So... Um, I was with people on this meeting. Again, it was the C owner, CEO, and I think the lead software engineer for the software vendor. And then for my company, it was with my boss's boss, our COO, and a bunch of people that have been at this company for like two to five years in that area or more. And I've been in the company with the company for three months. <laughs> so I, I felt Hanging a little bit, I, I felt a little bit out of place in that meeting, but uh, I was there to teach them and I got uh, very positive reviews for the presentation that I did. So I was happy with that. Hey, well done, man. Hopefully yeah. you can uh, build it the way you want. That's <laughs> software people in my experience, <laughs> man, they're not good at, following instructions <laughs> well and you, you know i mean the people that have known me for for several years when you know i'm not a huge uh center of attention kind of guy i don't like to be the center of attention and yet here you know i mean i'm not on screen the only person that can actually see me on the screen is you so i'm, I'm not that concerned about it but sure. I'm not one to get up in front of crowds and do my thing. So, you know, this is a little bit of a outside my comfort zone thing. And I, I was very happy with how it went. Well, good, man. Glad it went well. So, yeah, that was that. That's what I got for interesting. Uh, just getting rid of or I shouldn't say getting rid of getting ready to get my uh, trip to Chicago Again, which is about six weeks out now, anyway. Um, actually, I think we're two months from today. We'll actually be on our way back. So, two months out. Getting the stuff ready for that. I decided to 
create a whole new war band and uh, I, per- I had purchased some models two years ago during covid from australia and so now i have to get them painted up for this convention but i'm running a crew of all elvis impersonators <laughs> so interesting <laughs> yeah i mean the 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 game that i'm going to be playing is, is completely miniatures agnostic so you can use what whatever you want and, and as long as it's a close enough representation to what you say it's going to be i mean i can't say you know oh this this guy holding a microphone has a gigantic you know the microphone's actually a gigantic machine gun and he, he's a he's a gigantic robot i can't do that but you know a guy holding a microphone i could be like hey yeah that guy you know he's got a hand weapon so sure yeah that that uh so that's yeah 10 i think i got 11 models that i have to get painted up by march 21st which shouldn't be that long but shouldn't take that long to do so looking forward to that how about you you got comedy shows coming up things besides Uh, yes um next one is the 27th which should be the day this releases i'll be in grand rapids uh minnesota well Listen to this shit early. I could even post it earlier so we can get <laughs> get you there so you have time to get to Pat's show. Yeah, anybody in the Grand Rapids region, come on out. We'll be at Rapids Brewing Company. That should be a fun one. And then hey, the following cl- Saturday, which is the 3rd of February, I will be in Bemidji. If you're close enough to drive, you're close enough to go to a show. If you can get there in oh, time. Yeah, man. It's supposed to be nice weather. It's supposed to be warm out. They're talking like mid forties. So yeah, isn't that wild? Get out, see the leaves changing color, back to green. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the upcoming forecast. Like it will barely be below freezing for like yeah. a week straight, and it may continue. That's as far as the, my weather goes. But like, that's wild for end of February or end of uh, January, early February. Right? This is usually when we hit the stupid cold snap and and everybody hates life in Minnesota. Yeah, this is usually the worst part of the year and it's going to be in the 40s. Yep. I mean, it was raining on Christmas, so can't complain too much about that. Well, then uh, last year, at least in Duluth, we set the, the snowfall record for most snowfall in a single winter. And this year we will likely set the least <laughs> snowfall in a single winter. Caitlin told me the stats were at like 17 inches currently, and the least uh, snowfall we ever gotten was 40. So we're well below, and we're not going to get any anytime soon. What? Yeah, from what I saw in the uh, since I'm in the Twin Cities area, I think we are at. Uh, I think it was at, at the airport. Uh, I think they said it was like 7.8 inches of snow. <laughs> so, something something along those lines that I read. And that, and that is, uh, yeah, we're about, I guess, yeah, something about two feet below average right now. It's interesting back-to-back, that's for sure. I was so sick of, sick of shoveling last year. It, uh, oh, we would get out of a shovel three times a week and this year it's been about three times total yeah there's there's a yeah bring me the news article on on here this is over already you look at minnesota's wimpy winter so <laughs> yeah yeah it might be done right like if i mean we'll probably i'm sure we'll get more snow at some point but it's it will every all the snow will be melted here in duluth by the the end of next week i'm sure yeah so right right now yeah the twin cities is minus 18.2 inches of snow compared to an average season and yet they they even said like here in this article that sioux falls south dakota which is just like three three and a half hours away they're only 1.2 inches below normal so it's been warmer here than it has been there yeah, and certainly other places have been getting uh, hit pretty hard by snow. It just hasn't been us very much. 
Well, yeah, Mem- Memphis just got hit with an ice storm, and there's shit everywhere that, yeah, it does not. Uh... Honestly, I, 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 I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, generally, I'll take it. You know, it makes it certainly travel easier. Like I said, I hate, I hate shoveling with a passion. Uh, I mean, one downside is it will certainly affect lake levels and things like that if there's no snow melt this spring. But, yeah, but we, you know, as long as you don't have too many years like that, you're fine. But but we did get like what was it, three or four inches of rain over the Christmas time. So I mean, if that had been actual snow, I mean, that's like that's gonna be like three feet of snow. I mean, it, yeah. it, I guess roughly the the average is about seven inches of snow for one inch of rain. So, I mean, we it's not like we haven't had the moisture; it just hasn't been snow, which is fucking fine. Yeah, not, I'm fine. Little snow. Not that I have to go anywhere anyway. But <laughs> sorry for all this weather talk, Brian. But we'll 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 get to we'll get to the movie right now. Cause I'm done talking about the weather. Unless you yeah, get more let's shows dive to promote. Into Cube. Let's dive into New Cube, which, <laughs> again, is, is on Tubi. It's on Prime. It might be elsewhere. Um, I don't know if this is a spoiler alert. I didn't know. It's kind of just a remake of the first one. Certainly some differences, but uh, also certainly many similarities. Oh, yeah, def- definitely similarities. Uh, yeah, it... it 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 was it was just a just a Japanese remake of something. I mean, we remake so many of their movies. It's understandable that uh, <laughs> they can remake some of the, some of the U.S. movies. Although Cube is a Canadian movie anyway, but <laughs> yeah, they they added some stuff. Uh, the characters are certainly different. Um, again, I don't know. It's probably sixty percent the same. I'd call it without doing any significant thinking about it yeah but <laughs> but yeah we can dive in huh shall we they they it, they start it starts in traditional cube style the lone lone guy just walking around the cube certainly looking very nervous hesitantly traversing room to room and uh he he goes into one room and gets he kind of gets his innards cubed, literally. <laughs> These are like, what, columns that multiple columns shoot out of the wall, you know, from one wall to the other, but the columns are hollowed out. So he just takes one of the torso. It kind of cleanly, uh, you know, makes a square puzzle piece, so to speak, out of his middle. Uh, the, the, the pillar thing retracts. A chunk of meat falls out, and uh, he's just got a big square hole in him as he's dead yep falls to the ground dead now we'll roll the opening credits which i don't think there was really much for opening credits but <laughs> there's a couple probably not <laughs> and, and then of uh, course we do the uh the the usual cube right you know the the cube meet and greet early uh i guess i should warn other people i think we've mentioned it this is subtitled which some people just can't stand it. I'll I'll tolerate subtitles, but I get why people aren't a fan. So be prepared for that if you're going to watch this. But yeah, yeah, we do the the meet and greet of the cast. They they do the old hey, why are you here? I don't know. I don't. I just woke up here. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, I I, I can tolerate subtitles, but you know I don't mind reading. And I don't mind watching movies. I'm not a huge fan of doing both at the same time. Not a huge fan of the subtitles, but I can tolerate them. Yeah, you know, I and I realize I like to I like to get shit done while I'm watching a movie, which maybe I should just focus on the movie. But I don't know, like I'll just be doing laundry or something, and I'll Taking- bring my iPad wherever I go and I'll watch the whole thing. And, you know, when, when I have to just stare at it nonstop or I miss every line, I I didn't realize what a habit it has become to just do chores while watching movies. Right. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, they say, they say the young people can't focus. Maybe that's affected me. Cause I, 
just realized with this one that man i just have to do other things while i'm watching a movie yeah so yeah we get the yeah you get the whole group together they're you know they're they all kind of congregate in one room uh i think there's two guys that are in the room initially which are are they they're not friends but they almost appear to be between Yuchi Goto and Shinji Ochi, they're the first two that you, that you meet there. And uh yeah, they're, so they're they're kind of having a conversation about what they remember, what they were doing, uh you know, where they think they are in in this in the in the cube here. And they hear the door open and uh Hiroshi Ide walks in and he's uh he's again, he's uh kind of, you know, both Goto and Ochi, they're you know they're clean cut. They you know they're they're they seem to be uh, fairly, I guess, uh, stereotypical Japanese citizens. And then you have uh, Ide who comes in and he's he's got the kind of bad boy look. He's got a little bit longer hair. He's got the beard, and he's he's the one that that you would think would be you know like the 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 outlaw. Kind of thing, because he's the guy who's smart enough to know that the rooms are trapped, and he's testing all of them with his with the boots. Yeah, he's got the shaggy hair partially covering his eyes. He's got the uh, yeah the bad boy look. Yes, the bad Asian look, <laughs> the bad yeah. boy of, of Asian look. But you know, hey, what, <laughs> whatever works for them, you know. I mean, it is it's good. He was he was pretty. He was very convincing in his role. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and I don't want to like. There's a theme that comes up later of like adults versus children. <laughs> like I don't know if this this is probably gonna sound racist. Like the one guy looked old, the one guy looked young, and everybody else looked just a little bit still young, but just not young young. They, yeah, they weren't. They were young adults, but they they were they were still adults. Yes. <laughs> and, and yeah, and so, and and I forget where the, even the kid shows up. Yeah, was he in the room with them when they initially uh, woke up? When Goto and Ochi woke up in there? Yeah, I believe so. I believe the kid was there right away. And yeah, the kid doesn't like anybody. You know, he's, he's no. afraid to let. You know, he doesn't want people touching him. He has no, no real. Uh, they didn't give much of a. Backstory. I mean, there wasn't much of backstory for really anybody, but uh, he's just there. Uh, and then uh, they start they start climbing through rooms, and I believe after there's a couple of rooms, then uh, the hatch open or no, the hatch opens again before they get there, and a, and a woman comes in the room, and her name, which I don't ever re- remember them mentioning at all in this movie was Sako Kai. Well, she comes in of these names. I am not. Well, I'm reading them off of Rotten Tomatoes right now. So okay. that's the only reason why I'm good with them. Because I, like I told you before we started recording, I had them written down way wrong. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. So yeah, here's my notes here. Yeah, person makes up shown by others in the cube. Again, no recollection of how they got there. Two teens have a conversation. Third guy comes into the room, which was E-Day, working on the boot trick to check for traps. He opens the hatch in the ceiling, and body number one falls into the group. So, yeah, as they're, they're sitting there talking about what's everything's going on, they open. he opens up the ceiling hatch, and the guy who got the cube taken out of his midsection falls down, including also the section that was cubed out of him. Uh, falls down into the room. They freak out, and that's when. Oh, and then another door opens, and a lady shows up and says, "Hello, who are you people?" And then that's when the opening credits roll through. And this one is, uh, like we mentioned, very similar to the first cube, but also very different. There's, uh, like, no win. The guy's name was Win, right? The math whiz. I think it was Win from the first and last cube movies that we watched yeah yep 
So after but yeah, also after stuff is almost nearly identical. Where they were they just like, well, we'll just keep going this way. Oh, look at these numbers. Oh, prime numbers. Yeah. After the opening credits, uh, again, E days check throwing the boots into the into the room to check for traps, and he throws it into the room, and one of them gets cooked. Uh, he pulls back the lace that's still flaming there, and he looks at one of the other guys and says, "All right, take off your boots. We're gonna need more boots." Um, and then, yeah, again after uh, they're, they're crawling through rooms, the the nice part about it though too is like the cube graphics and everything, the the actual set behind everybody was very well updated. It was very well designed. Yeah, I was just trying to find their budget. I'm curious what their budget was, but I can't. But yeah, I, I agree. I liked the the look of the set. It is not listed on Rotten Tomatoes either. A lot of times they do list that and how much the movie has made. So they, they did not list that. But there's only uh, there's less than 50 ratings for this. So um, with a 25% score. So that's not, not that great. But uh I see it. This one says it, IMDb says it grossed 2.5 million. Okay. Which isn't a ton, but I imagine their you know their budget was pretty cheap, so they, I hope made some money. Yep. So yeah, as as they're progressing through rooms, eventually uh, they do find a, a room that has a bunch of needles that come out of the floor and the walls and the ceiling there. So if, obviously they're going different. They decide to go a different way. And, uh, yeah, they, uh, once they open up the other door, there, there is, uh, Kazumasa Ando is there. He's an old, you know, he's an older guy. He's uh, just basically waiting for somebody to come rescue him. And, uh, they sadly inform him that they're not there to rescue him, that they are trapped as well, but he's welcome to, uh, to join them. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he does seem like a pretty dumb old guy. Because, yeah, they're they're all dressed exactly the same, identical to him, and yeah, he thinks he's being rescued, and he's like, "Why, you know, why'd you bring a child on this rescue in a trapped cube?" And they, they're just like, "Oh yeah, we're all we're in here with you." Sorry, dude. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, as, as again, as they're progressing through other rooms here and everything, they go into a room. Uh, that they think is safe because you know they've done they've checked the boots and everything, and uh, suddenly blades and spears start coming from the ceiling, and the only way that they can escape the room safely is to jump through the floor hatch. Again, yeah, they're like uh, what the entire ceiling's covered with like chop you up ceiling fans. Yeah, they're like helicopter. Just... Yeah, like like helicopter blades that just start lowering. But they also had spear tips on them, uh, like holding them in place. So you would, you know, you could either get stabbed by the spears, or if you, you know, manage to avoid the spears, you're going to get chopped up by the blades. Yeah. So again, after their narrow escape, everyone just kind of starts whining in the corner, and and uh, they're they're all. Freaking out, crying in the corners. I mean, I would definitely say that uh, there was a lot more emotion as far as uh, escaping <laughs> the traps in this movie than there was in the original Cube as well. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Well, just that last scene with the, the helicopter blades coming down. The one guy is just, like, paralyzed with fear. He's just, like, sitting there crouched, kind of, like, screaming, and his buddies have to... Be like, hey, come on, you should jump down this hole in the floor and not get chopped up to death. But yeah, definitely a lot more emotion than we're used to. Yep. And, and there there are some random weird flashbacks as well in this. Um, <laughs> where there, the, yeah. uh, let's see here. Yeah, was it? Uh, yeah. So they, they kind of have some flashbacks there. Uh, they do figure out that uh, the all of the numbers, you know, that the, the all of the rooms for the cube are numbered, and uh, this is where they kind of come up with the prime number trick. So if there anything does have a prime number this time, it it, it is tra a trapped room, and if there's not prime numbers, then they should be good to go. 
Um, but they do find one. They, they get into a room where there's prime numbers all around them. And so they have to try and figure out where to go. Um, but they did figure out that there is a one of the rooms, the trap is triggered by sound. So as long as they are quiet, they can make it through without that. So they all take off their boots as they're going through. And uh, right as the old guy is about to hop through, one of the guys actually who's sitting in the doorway drops his boot but again, the trap isn't like instantaneous. It's not like the needle trap that they had there, where as soon as the the boot hit the floor, the you know the all the needles just like sprang up instantaneously. This one took a little bit for it to warm up, so they had a chance because Ando was in the mid, almost to the exit when uh, I think it was Ochi. I have it written down that it was Goto, but it might be Ochi. He drops one of his boots there because he's hanging out in there. And uh, the old guy nearly gets killed by the trap, but it does get him in, in the leg a little bit. And he uh, he gets uh, they go to the next room, obviously. They're all safe. He's got a little wound on his leg that hurt. That's It's almost like a laser burn there. But he's all pissing at, at him, saying he did it on purpose. And the guy's like, why would I drop my boot on purpose? Now I don't have a boot I'm stuck in that room. Yeah, it's very, very similar to the first cue, but also somewhat different when the, uh, when he he goes, oh yeah, and just the, the trigger of this is that they get to a room where every new door is trapped, but they don't want to backtrack, so they risk the sound room, and one person accidentally sets it off, one guy gets cut up a bit and is pissed, and... They gotta, they gotta fuel the internal conflict somehow. Yep. Yeah. Again, it's a, yeah interpersonal conflict. It's it's the people versus the people versus the cube. It's yeah. Like, it's, so at this point, yeah, they're they're kind of hanging out in this room as they're tending to Ando's wounds, and uh, again, he's just a little pissy about it. But uh, I believe this is where Chiharo and uh, Godo are kind of talking. They find a drawing of the cube there. And, and they, that's kind of how they get the dimensions of the cube. And uh, similar to the first one again, it's uh, they got to find the one room that will lead to the door. Yep. Yeah. They they, they, sep- oh, they get separated in the. <laughs> I don't know if it's a trap. I don't know if this is. They don't explain if it's a trap, or if it's uh, again people watching, but they. Uh, they just create like bars, like prison bars, in between, uh, in between the group, which forces Ando and one other guy to go off on their own. But it's like, well, what? What about the ceiling hatches or the floor hatches? Can't you get around there somehow? But I guess not. Yeah. So yeah. So they yeah they find the drawing of the cube. They're you know. What was it? Yeah. Oh. Oh. And that when they. Yeah. Once they find the drawing of the cube, that's when they get the room gets gassed, so they have to flee quickly out of there. Uh, again, they open up the door here, and and you know you you see the guys. You know everybody just starts screaming because they're freaking out again, but they don't show you immediately what actually happened. But eventually they do, and it's because there are they have gone in a circle. They're back at the room. Where they initially had the guy that had the cube carved carved out of him is laying there on the floor, so they're kind of no. Yep. So that's how they figure out that the cube is shifting around them. They can also see, you know, see that you know, they can hear the rooms moving around. Um, and at one point, yeah, Chiharu, who is the young kid, he's checking out the numbers on a room when the cube starts shifting, and he falls into the room. Goto jumps in and saves him, but there is a targeting device, so there it's like got it's got like beam, you know, it's got beams there that kind of zero in like the predator, and then it shoots a beam of light there. So they uh if you get touched by the light, obviously you're just vaporized. So Goto go, jumps in, grabs him, pulls him out of the way of the beams, the beams retarget on Goto. Chiharu grabs Goto, pulls him out of the way. Again, going the opposite way. Then uh, 
Goto is kind of shielding Chiharu with his body to ensure that uh, he does the, the young kid does not get hit with the, the beams of light. When Ide has, jumps in and and has pulls them both out of the way, they make sure that uh, they you know they dodge a couple more beams of light there so Chiharu and Goto can get out of the room. But Ide does not make it out of the room. He as he's about as he, he's the last one in. He's just about to climb out. The beams get get him. He's dead. Yeah, he gets blasted to death. You know the the bad tough guy ends up being the hero. Who'd have thought? Yep. Yep. And at this point, yeah, there everybody's back in the room except for Ide because he's been fried in the other room. Uh, and that's when Goto has friends of his brother. Um, you know, jumping jumping off the the building because apparently they don't. Again, they don't explain why <laughs> he was in in that kind. You know, why he was in that mindset. They they show that he. You know, they show him like looking in the mirror that he was all beaten up. But again, they they don't explain any of it. It just seemed honestly, you know, like you can put your own pieces together for that. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's literally like if you. <laughs> If you enjoyed the first Cube movie, but you want one of the characters to have lengthy flashbacks of something that caused his trauma in his past, then you'll love the new Cube. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they, they've been separated now. So, yeah, it's it's Goto, Chiharu, Ide, who died, and Asako Kai. Uh, they are one team, and then Ochi and Ando are the other team. So as they're making, now they're cut back to Ando and Ochi. They're making their way through, uh, and Ando says, "Yeah, he hates young people because they won't bend the knee to him." And uh, as they're trying to get back to the other team, he opens up a floor hatch and uh, he's about to jump through when Ando grabs or Ochi grabs him, holds him in place, and slams the the door on his head, the hatch on his head multiple times, and gets all bloody and seems like he's enjoying it. He does, he does seem like he sh- yeah multiple times, just like a dozen times, he's slamming the hatch, and I'm watching it. Uh, they don't show the gore; they show like kind of the camera's point at the back, <clears throat> but. He's she's shutting the the hatch all the way, so that means he smashed completely through the guy's head, so that could that the hatch like slides to basically uh, completely shut. So that's some that's some rage right there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and, and after that, it cuts back to Chiharu and Goto, and and they're uh, Chiharu confronts Goto about his brother. Opens up, you know, and and it's kind of like, you know, I don't trust adults. This is where he brings up the whole, I don't trust adults. They don't do anything for me kind of thing, you know, and has this whole thing. And he he decides that he's he's going to end it now. And he he is just going to jump through the floor hatch and, and see what happens. And as he jumps through, Goto reaches down and grabs him and, you know, catches him by the hand and pulls him back up. And then they sit there and have a good cry together. Again, more emotion than any other. <laughs> yes, very emotional. And like you mentioned, there's the, the continuous uh, adults versus children theme, which is weird. Maybe, maybe that's just how it is over. Where is this made? Japan, Korea? Yeah, Japan. Maybe that's just the uh, you know cultural stripe over there because like the rest of them are very clearly, um, I don't know, your average person against this machine, this meaningless killing machine, and this one is a lot more just young people versus old people. Yep. So yeah, now uh, Asako, because again. There was never uh, any mention of her name at all in in, in this. Uh, she, you know, they they they're talking about. They figure out that the the numbers didn't necessarily matter about prime, but they were actually the coordinates on there. They mentioned the fact that uh, she had seen a room that had a nine 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 coordinate on there. That that would have been how they would have determined that that was the twenty seventh room. On there, because uh, the drawing that they found of the cube earlier said it was 26 by 26. 
and the the numbers on the rooms are coordinates and that would be how they would map out to be the 27th room or so she you know remembers that they saw one so they go back to it they open up the door and find out that yeah the 27th room is just an empty space and as they're sitting there yeah they see the cube again shifting and, and everything so they can uh they they can, they know that there there's a spot where they can actually exit. Um, so yeah, so she saw a room with the Y coordinate at one point as Hiroto or as Goto. I don't know why I have it written down as Hiroto, but Goto and Chiharu are watching the rooms move. So they backtrack to find the room, and at that point they meet up with Ochi, who tells them that Ando is dead. He didn't make it. Chiharu is covered in blood. <laughs> yeah, he said, but he does tell them again that it's not his blood. He does, he does say that, but they ask where Ando is, and he's like, he didn't, he didn't make it. Chiharu, again, these rooms are not that big. Like, what, what did these, what did they see? Like four and a half meters or something like that. They were across. Yes. I was going to bring this point up too. <laughs> so yeah, so it's like twelve feet by twelve feet or something. Yeah. So you're talking like a 15 foot room, roughly, like four four and a half meters is you know again 15, slightly less than 15 feet. But they're all sitting there, and Shiharu tells Goto that he thinks that Ochi is lying and that he killed Ando, and uh, Goto says, "Well, why do you think that?" And he's like, "Because he was smiling when he's telling us that he didn't that he didn't make it. He got caught in a trap." Yeah, and like like you mentioned, in this tiny room. Where Ochi's, what, at most 10 feet away and probably less. And the Ochi's just, like, looking at the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, he had, oblivious. His, he had his AirPods in or something. Couldn't hear yeah, him. basically. He's completely oblivious to the discussion about, hey, I think that guy murdered Ando. <laughs> I mean, they are whispering, but yeah, you're right. Even so, you would hear the, you know, you would hear somebody whispering and you'd be like, hey, what's, you know, what you're talking about over there? Or as I always used to say, secrets are always lies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd certainly hear your name being brought up. That's one that'll grab your attention. Yeah. Hey, this kid didn't want to talk to me earlier, but now he's telling Goto that, you know, he thinks that I killed Ando. But, you know, I'm just going to ignore that because... It is what it is. Yeah. This is all, yeah, this is weird because this is where Ochi kind of reveals that he's gotten a little bit insane and uh, he's complaining about the world and bullies. He's sick of working. He, all he knows how to do is work at a gas station. He's got nothing else to, you know, nothing else really to go on. So if he, if he's, if he's going to, Ochi says he wants to die and to make it fair, why is he not able to kill people? Yeah, that's his logic. He hates so, for just everybody, apparently. <laughs> yeah. At this point, he brings up Goto's brother and about how he couldn't, you know, how Goto couldn't save his brother. Which, again, if these guys didn't know each other, he wasn't part of that flashback or anything like that. How does he even know about it? Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's kind of weird. There's the one scene. Well, I don't even know. There's the one scene where, like, his brain gets scanned and it looks like they projected his memories onto a TV, but I'm not even sure that's what happened. But I thought, I didn't think he was with him at that point. Oh, yeah, maybe you're right. I forget. I didn't take notes well on this one. Yeah, and I, and I don't remember, yeah, where exactly, because I do remember that, where it projected it, like, so everyone could see it. But I thought that was when they were, were whatever, at the 27th room or whatever, and they could, that uh, Ochi and Ando were off on their own, That that's what part when they got separated from the group. But either way. But uh yeah, so they they, they start they start fighting. Uh Chiharu tries to save Goto, gets thrown into the ball by Ochi, Ochi starts strangling Goto. Uh at that point, yeah, they like this weird like tree root thing comes down, like this metal tree root thing comes down, almost 
like a either a tree root or a lightning bolt comes down comes down from the ceiling, hits uh, hits Ochi, he gets killed by that. Uh, again, it, it's coming after Goto, but uh, you know there was it Asuka and Chiharu and uh, Goto are trying to make it out of that room, but uh, Asuka and and Chiharu make it out but Goto does not so he get he gets he gets treated as well so at this point yeah they they're crying there uh and this is the exit room so Chiharu's there uh and he's you know he's kind of he's crying there he leaves the cube and she stays behind because she says something about uh if you don't leave or whatever, how are you ever going to change things about how adults treat you or whatever, you know, and uh, <laughs> kind of gives him that. Uh, she stays behind. Ceiling hatch opens and Goto falls through all cut up and bleeding. But eventually he catches his breath, gets up and uh, starts to walk off his injuries there. So that point you kind of, have a little rundown of all the different characters and all of them. It says either um, Chiharu has been released um, or no, Chiharu was released. Yeah. Alive, whatever. And everybody else says complete as, or uh, was Ochi, Ide, Ando. Uh, they all say completed. And then Goto, it says in progress or con- to be continued because he's still alive. And at this point, yeah, she, uh, Goes in and meets another group and, uh, at, you know, asks who they are. So, Asuka is the cube. <laughs> she's she's an she's a alien. She's an artificial intelligence that is in the, the cube. So, she uh, obviously meets up with another group so she can run it through. So, they did not completely leave this open for a sequel. And by did not, I mean completely sarcastic in, the, in that way. Correct. Which is, uh, uh, you know, I was a little disappointed. I didn't know this was going to be a remake. It was wasn't terrible or anything, but I was just hoping for a brand new Cube Adventure and not kind of the same Cube Adventure. Right? Yeah, I figured that. Yeah, did not know it was going to be an absolute remake of it as well. But I I enjoyed it. Um, again. Not a big fan. Like I said, I, I don't mind watching movies. I don't mind reading. Don't necessarily like doing both at the same time. But I thought it was pretty damn good. I mean, the special effects look good. Like the the actual sets there for the cube and everything looked re- looked really good. Pretty good. To, you know, like the the good opening death of the guy getting a gigantic cube hunked out of him by a pipe. Yeah. I agree happy. with that. Yeah, I like the sets. Yeah, happy happy with the special effects, with the sets. A um, little bit uh, disappointed with all of the whining, but hey, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there, too. Like you said, a little too, little too emotional for me. Too much focus on the one guy's death of his friend or brother or whatever. Um, with With no explanation. Yeah, with no explanation. It's just a past thing that has been eating away at him. Um, same. I have the same problem that I've had with every cube. Was I just? I wish there were more traps and more death. That's. I know you can't have fifteen people running around the cube in one room because it becomes unmanageable. But that's just what I wanted. <laughs> well, again, yeah. When you have a cast of seven. It's not an easy thing to have <laughs> a, a yeah. lot of, uh, a, a lot of uh, uh, I guess, deaths and traps. So, uh, you yeah, know, and, I just wish and there was have, more deaths, more traps. And when you have three of the seven people survive, there's not a, not a lot of uh, not a lot of room for deaths. Yeah, man. Just call me a bloodthirsty asshole. I just want more gruesome killing. That's all I ask. Yeah, so that actually, yeah, that wraps up the Cube series, but we didn't discuss this before because I kind of forgot about it. 
But we need to find a movie to watch for next week. So I was thinking, we had, we had taught, we, it was something that we had mentioned before. And uh, I think now is a good time while we figure something else out to if we want to go on to another series or not beyond that. But The Ward from John Carpenter. Let's do it. So from 2010. Is the Tubi show? It is on Tubi, yes. Hell yes. And then, yeah, we got all sorts of, uh, I mean, there's there's all sorts of shit for horror movies on uh, on Tubi that we can watch. There's still have a whole bunch of Christmas movies up, too. <laughs> Not that we need to watch <laughs> any of those, but... Uh, no, the ward sounds like a good ch- choice, man. Uh, John Carpenter's got a pretty good track record. I would say and so. I love Tubi. <laughs> Let's see, yes, from 2010. I don't know. Very short description on IMDb. An institutionalized young woman becomes terrorized by a ghost. See what they have. Yeah, see what they have for Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, it's... Okay, yeah, that's right. I remember looking at the cast for this. It's Amber Heard. Um, Be careful, she'll poop in your bed. That's how you defeat the ghosts, I think. <laughs> so, all right, yeah, Here, here's the description on Rotten Tomatoes, right? Okay. No one believes the claims of a young woman that a dead patient is stalking the residents of a psychiatric facility. So, yeah, it's Amber Heard, Danielle Pennebaker. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, CW, The Flash on the CW or Netflix or uh, anything. I have. Who is she on The Flash? It's been a long time. Uh, she's one of the scientists that, that she, that's there. Uh, Caitlin Snow. And then she turns into whatever the ice lady or whatever. When she, oh, yeah, I recognize her now. Yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay Fonseca is in this. I mean, like, Sydney Sweeney's in this. Like, this is all... Um, I guess that 20, 2010, you know, 2010-2011, they weren't, like, super well-known names except for maybe Amber Heard, but everybody else now is kind of is fairly well known. And I recognize one guy's face on here too as one of the producers, Peter Block. He's done stuff that we've watched recently. Yeah, good looking cast here. Yeah, trying to think what it was that okay, he was one of the producers on Cube Two and Cube Zero. That's where I seen it recognized him recently. <laughs> So same yeah, same kind of thing. Um, was a producer of The Condemned with Stone Cold Steve Austin. So yeah, this is going to be again. It's John Carpenter as as the as the director. So you know it's going to be good. Yeah, I'm optimistic. Fans can watch with us free on Tubi. Yep. And I don't know. I think we'll be back Monday to a regular regular scheduled time again, right? Or yeah, most likely. All right. Well, if, if not, not like I'm not flexible. <laughs> We're quite flexible. Yeah, as long as we get it done in a week before the next episode's supposed to come out, we're good. Hell yeah. Nobody, man. nobody will actually know when it when we actually record it unless we tell you. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I did get some good news though too. I got my taxes, my tax stuff back, and my Chicago trip is going to be paid for by my tax return. Fuck yeah! I think it's nice. I haven't even thought about mine. Yeah, well, I suppose you got a lot more shit to go through since you're uh, essentially an independent contractor. Oh, it was a pain in the ass, and I should probably do it quickly. But oh, just man, itemizing everything sucked. Oh yeah. Nice. Categorizing and uh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, tax stuff is probably even more boring than the weather. So, I well, more people that if they've made it this far, they're used to us tormenting them with boring. So, we got to uh, see here. What do we got? I guess a couple of weeks we got to. Uh, 
Murder at the Karloff Mansion, too. A new magic set comes out. I believe the second week of February is the is the pre-release. I think the 9th of February, maybe. And there's a Super Bowl weekend as well. Let me double check that. Okay, yeah, we can do our most uh, our usual most excited for cards in the set. For sure. I haven't even seen anything of what's... Uh, let's see if we, they even have much for stuff out yet. Mythic spoiler. Murders at Karloff Mansion. Oh, yeah, they got quite a few cards out. Oh, wow, 289 of 286. It looks like everything is, is out now, so we could actually potentially do this for next week if we wanted to. Maybe the pre-release is earlier than I thought. Maybe the release date's earlier. Yeah, if it's all out there, we can do it if we remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's... Well, we forgot once or twice in the past. We, we've put it off for a couple of weeks. They we got special guest cards, Ravnica clues. They are releasing a Magic the Gathering clue board game, too. Perfect. Yeah, just in case you didn't want, you wanted more stuff to, to deal with there. But showcase cards... More other random showcase card stuff. Borderless stuff. So yeah, looks like there's there's a few reprint kind of things, but nothing too terrible. I'll have to look and see when that actually sure comes out because I don't even know, but. I guess there's a few things. There's one card that's up there that's still it's in. Uh, it's, it's in Japanese there, so well, there's a, I guess a few things that are that have not been translated yet. So sure, but we will be uh, yeah back next week with episode 111, triple ones of the Beauty of the Geese podcast, where we watch movies. So you don't have to. Bye, folks.